to In My Mug episode 317 on Monday the 8th of December 2014. I of course am your host Stephen Layton and of course we should go to the news. Okay, 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 news, news, news. How cool was last week's In My Mug, right? Amazing. Um, Alejandro was awesome and um, I think that's one of the best we've done. I really do. Uh, and you may remember we talked about his experimental lots on there. Um, well, for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I'd like to show you a mock-up. This isn't the finished article, but this is how it will come in a presentation pack. You'll have five different versions of the coffee. In here, you'll have a book that tells you everything about it. Um, it will be a has-been branded box as well, so something nice to keep. Um, it's a huge thing. You want to be involved. You should definitely buy it. It's on the site now. Um, once it's sold, it's sold. It's very, very limited numbers. So you should definitely dive in right away before your opportunity is lost. Golden tickets. These are our golden tickets. So every year for the past couple of years, we've done a special one-off subscription. Two years ago, it was the Crazy Espresso Blends. Um, this year it's been uh, all of our uh, wholesale customers espresso blends and this year well it's a little bit different I can't tell you as it's a super secret on the back of this ticket it does tell you um, and this is an invite into the subscription for next year um, they will be going in most of the in my mugs we picked out around about 75% just randomly put them in um, it will go 50% of orders from here till Christmas. If it doesn't come in this week's on In My Mug, I would imagine it'll probably come next week. Um, it is a limited offer, uh, and you will see why when you read the back here. Um, but um, once it's fully subscribed, we will stop putting tickets in orders. Um, check your pack this week. I really hope one's in there for you. Uh, I really hope that you are a successful winner of our Brand new subscription, and how cool are they? Golden tickets, I love it. So, Christmas, 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 Christmas is carrying on. And starting from last Friday, we've done the 12 working days of Christmas up until the last postage day. So really to put a little bit of space in there, it's gonna be for the next 12 working days, I'm gonna be releasing a new coffee. That new coffee will be something, uh, pretty special, pretty unusual, something lots of people have been waiting for um, and finishing on the 12th day with something super super special um, and um, I think it is uh, a great idea for Christmas gifts or more than likely to treat yourself with but uh, hopefully you will enjoy that. We'll be doing it on Hasblog um, and on Twitter and all the usual channels. And that was the wonderful, wonderful news. Um, and now it's time to focus on and this week we're going to be looking at the Tarazoo region of Costa Rica. those. So Tarazu is the name of the fifth canton and canton is like a, a provincial area um, in the bigger province of San Jose in Costa Rica. The canton covers 297 square kilometers um, and has a population of around about 15,000. Um, the capital city of the canton is San Marcos. Um, the main source of income for local people is coffee. 
Um, however, in recent years, there's been a definite increase in tourism and of uh, avocado production. Um, and they're becoming equally as important as the coffee. Uh, San Marcos is the biggest town um, and has become really the center for economic activity. Uh, more recently, um, Costa Rica Institution of Electricity has invested millions of dollars in the Piris Hydro Dam. And if you remember the map bit from Don Mayo from a few months back, uh, we focused very much on this because Don Mayo probably looks after it. Um, Don Mayo is not a million miles away from this week's coffee. Um, San Marcos is also uh, it's located on the uh, the bank of that river, uh, the Piris River, um, and is in a valley uh, and surrounded by mountains. Um, they're a part of the Talamaric Sierra um, group of mountains. Um, downtown San Marcos, uh, which is like where all the shops are, is, and it's not a big downtown, is around about 1,300 meters above sea level, but the peaks around there go up to around about 3,000. So there's a real wide varied uh, set of elevation. And because of that, it's particularly suited to growing coffee. It has slopes on the mountains that face lots of the morning life and then get covered by cloud in the evenings or late afternoon when it starts to get a little bit hotter. Um, the red soil uh, is very volcanic um, and uh, that set of conditions along with the altitude mean that the coffees are a little bit special from here. Uh, and this week's is definitely a little bit special. And that was Focus On. So this week's coffee is a little bit of an early Christmas present for you all. La Pira, which is what it is from San Marcos de Tarazu, uh, normally retails at £12.50 on the site. Um, and it's expensive and we ended up air freighting it in, but it's kind of, I think it's worth it and it's a little bit special. Um, we had to air freight it in, we nearly didn't see it as uh, Carlos missed our second container leaving Costa Rica um, and we only moved two. So, uh, he got in touch and said, I'm not going to miss it, and we, we're going to miss the container. And we arranged for plans to, to air freight it, which is a confusing, difficult, and expensive way of shipping coffee. But I think for this coffee, it's particularly worth it. And I, and I love that how we found it and that we've continued to work with it going forwards. So Lapira is located in the uh, Dota Valley of Tarazu. Um, and as I've already said in Focus On, very well known for producing amazing coffees. Uh, the estate is relatively young and it's only around about 50 years old. Um, uh, and uh, he's owned by the founder's son, Carlos, uh, Carlos Arrinia Cecilio. Um, and he's worked the farm for 17 years after taking over from his, uh, his, his father. Um, but he has worked in coffee all of his life. Um, the interesting part where we found it is I found this coffee in the Cup of Excellence back in 2009. Um, and then we lost it for a year. We, we bought it in Cup of Excellence and we weren't able to get it again. Uh, but very pleased that we reunited a year later. Uh, uh, lots of energy and lots of hard work gets into moving this coffee to us. To us. It also really stretches my pockets. Um, and Carlos is amazing, but he also can sometimes stretch your patience. Things like missing the container um, is very frustrating, but it, it is still super well worth it. Um, after Carlos took over the farm, he spent many years uh, trying to be organic. Um, and this is a really interesting story for organic farming. You know, listen, organic farming is good. It is a really, really very, very good thing. But for Carlos and the region he was in, it was impossible. He has certain um, things that he has to uh, put into the soil. He has to do feedings, he has to use fertilizers. Um, but 
he still holds very close to his heart the organic uh, principles that he started with and it's not like he's using loads and loads of chemicals but sometimes he has to treat the plants when they get attacked or whatever um, but like he still uses interesting things like for weeding he has goats and sheep that wander around and just eat the the grass around the plants but not the coffee plants um, he likes to call them his automatic uh, fertilization units as when they eat all of the weeds they then poop out and automatically uh, fertilize the ground around them as they do that um, and this is just a perfect example of trying to get your head around the kind of guy Carlos is um, when I visited him uh, this year, he, he kind of he was telling me how quite often in the middle of the night he would just wake up with an idea and then couldn't sleep. Um, he has a pad by the side of his bed where he writes all of these ideas down, um, and and like. I suffer from this very similar thing where quite often I wake up in the middle of the night. So we were exchanging stories about um, how we, we, some of the crazy ideas that we've come up with. Um, but he's an amazing guy and I kind of see lots of uh, my craziness in him. Um, uh, I think and he saw some of the, my craziness in me and that's why we work hard to keep working um, with each other. Uh, one of those ideas that he came up with was that it was, so the Valley of Costa Rica, and I'm gonna show you this in the map bit, it's very open, either end the wind just hells through um, and he was noticing that um, droplets of rain and dew that were sitting on the on the zinc roof of his uh, milling uh, facility were sometimes frosting up. Um, so he decided that he felt this cold water would be beneficial for keeping the cherries uh, wet during the uh, initial fermentation part. So he's created like a sprinkler system that hits his zinc ramp. Um, and runs across uh, hitting the cherries in the tank and it just it makes the water cooler and he's convinced that this has a big effect now I don't know I am not a coffee farmer um, but what I am convinced of is all of these small extra little details that he goes to you can taste in this cup um, and I I think this is Carlos's kind of creativity and attention to detail that we're tasting not necessarily just this icy cold water which he says he's seen the cup improve from, but I think there are lots of other reasons as well. Um, we've chased this coffee for a long time. So every year we are trying to get it and it's becoming harder and harder. Um, the yield is very low from the farm and it's also been snapped up by uh, lots of different, um, lots of different producers. So uh, producers, lots of different coffee roasters. So uh, Australia is very keen on this coffee. So it's a very competitive place to be buying coffee from. And Carlos, good for him, knows that it's very competitive and um, you know he, he pushes us hard. It means we only have a tiny lot of it. Um, this in my mug is pretty much gonna wipe out most of it, I would imagine. It will definitely be gone by uh, the new year, I would imagine, so this is a, a great opportunity to try it and I hope you love this coffee as much as I do. Um, it is very much with Christmas in mind and a, an early Christmas present to you all. And the farm is called La Pera. It's owned by Carlos Urena Cecilio. Um, it's from the, the city of Santa Maria de Dota uh, in the region of Tarazu. Uh, it's a, a hectares, around about seven hectares. It's about 1600, 1700 meters above sea level. Um, the variety of this lot is Katura, although he does have some geisha on the farm as well. And it's a fully washed, sun-dried uh, coffee. So enough whittling from me. We should definitely go and do this week's map bit.
welcome to this week's wonderful, wonderful map bit. We're going up, up and away, and we're going to go up into the sky. There's has been HQ disappearing into the distance, but we're not interested in that. We're interested in Central America. So let's get down to Central America. We can see Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Panama, but we ain't interested in any of them. We want to know about Costa Rica. So we're zooming into Costa Rica. Now to the north, you can see that's the Central and Western Valley areas, but we're interested in the south. But before we go south, Costa Rica is the longest standing democracy in Central America. This ain't no big shakes. They're always fighting and taking over each other's countries and coups and military coups and all the rest of it. But Costa Rica is one of the most stable and one of the safest countries. Uh, but we're zooming down to the region of Dota Tarazu. And you can see Google Earth was actually quite kind this day. Um, you can see that uh, there was only a little bit of cloud covering. Uh, and you can see the coffee plants to the south of the farm. Uh, this is the town of Dota Tarazu. Um, and uh, we should go down and see the valley. So you can actually see they are the trees. We are amongst the trees there. And just to the right of that road, we've got um, a coffee called Costa Rica Farami, which we've bought uh, and we buy for 3FE in Ireland and exclusive for them. They're very close to each other, either, either sides of this valley. Now, the valley is super important because with the valley, you get this really icy cold wind in the evenings blowing straight through. It almost sucks it through this valley. It gets very cold, very misty, uh, and really slows down the maturation of the cherries. So we see the highest points there, uh, 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 the Ciro Shapiro at 3,810 metres. This is around about 1,800, 1,900 metres-ish. So, um, yeah, you're a lot lower than the highest point, but a lot higher than the... Uh, the lowest point. So again, I just want to really get a feel for how this valley sucks in all of that cold air and just makes it really slows down that cherry so it doesn't grow as quickly and gives you that amazing taste that we've come to love from La Pira, one of my faves. Hope you enjoyed that map bit. So a nearly perfect map bit, I think, uh, if there wasn't that little bit of low, low in cloud. But I hope you really get the feeling of that valley and, and what I was talking about, about the wind blowing through it. Um, Let's hope Roland's daft fact is nearly as good as that map bit. During the months of December, January and February, the population of Tarazoo increases to 45,000, nearly 200% more. And Roland is spot on there because of the influx of pickers and people helping with the harvest. Um, population just massively increases. Right, I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to go and make tasty and delicious drinks. And I'll be back with you in just a second. Okay, so I'm back and I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. Leaning over. So for me, you may like this, for me this has a little bit too much brightness. Um, I'm getting a mouthful of florality, I'm getting a really sharp green apple acidity. On the aftertaste there's a little bit of caramel which kind of brings it back in but it's very bright, very very bright. Um, some of you love that, for me as an espresso. I don't think it, that's kind of where I want it. The interesting as a cap though, I'm looking forward to this. 
so it's a cap it gets sweeter obviously because of the milk being added and it calms down some of that brightness it's definitely a nice cappuccino you get much more of those caramel flavors come running through um, much more than you do in the espresso because you just add into that sweetness um, it's actually a very good cappuccino but here's gonna be good see we're getting all festive um, with my Merry Christmas Sunderland mug um, yes I'll make the joke it's the only cup that Sunderland will get this season uh, what else can we do um, yeah tin pot cup I, all sorts of things um, but yes I'm getting festive what can I say Christmas is here um, so the green apple just punches through here now I'm lucky I've lived and been around Coffee Blossom, um, so coffee trees that are blossoming before the cherry comes. It reminds me so much of Coffee Blossom. It's that sweet jasmine-like kind of florality, kind of just think about like if you ever smell like jasmine flowers and you get that beautiful smell. That's pretty much what Coffee Blossom tastes like. This is this is it. Um, and the aftertaste, that green apple, is very much there. There's the littlest. It's not even that, it's that of caramel. So there's some sweetness there, and it is quite balanced as a brewed coffee. Um, you definitely get more balance than you do in the other, the, the, the other methods there. But I, I think it's delicious. It is like one of my all-time favorite coffees. I love all of the stuff that Carlos does, as much as he drives me crazy, um, and how difficult he is to buy from. I love him, he's just an amazing, amazing character. Um, and uh, what I'm gonna finish off on here is uh, a little bit of uh, Carlos telling us about the farm and the things that he's done on there. And uh, I, I think it's a nice way to finish. But before I do that, I do have to say that life is definitely too short for bad coffee. And coffee's good. Buenas tardes, uh, that's as much as I'm doing in Spanish again. Um, we're here in uh, Dota, Tarazu, uh, on La Pira. And um, you guys know La Pira. I've been loving this coffee, been talking about it all year. And I'm finally here and joined by the producer and owner. So, um, Mr. Carlos Ureña. Mr. Carlos Ureña, because I knew I was going to get it wrong in the pronunciation. So, Carlos, uh, what varietals do you have here on the farm? What, what do you currently have? ¿Qué varietals producís en tu finca? Eh, Catuai, eh, Caturra, yeah. y Típicas. And Típicas. Mm -hmm. And um, how long have you been producing coffee here? ¿Hace cuánto producís café aquí? Aquí, seventeen years. coffee farm with my father 50 60 years ago okay okay so you spent a lot of time around coffee what do you think about what you're doing now with the different processes so we saw some naturals some honeys some washed entonces tu vida ha sido una vida de café que sentís ahora que te has desarrollado tanto en diferentes procesos lavados honeys naturales sin ser algo muy típico en la época de tu papá por la revolución del Because of the evolution of time, we have to change. The roasters demand us and give us ideas. And for me, coffee is life. And I'm very happy. 
And I'm happy to know that I have been accomplishing whatever I've been committing with my goals. Y definitivamente usted ha cumplido sus metas porque el café es impresionante. Usted hemos visto que maneja muy con excelencia sus procesos. Usted podría decir a nuestros clientes o sus clientes eh, cómo es que maneja usted sus cafecitos, principalmente estos lavados. El, los cafés se, se manejan con mucho amor y mucho cariño. <laughs> We manage our coffees with a lot of love and a lot of care. Yeah. Y con observando mucho detalle tras detalle. And observing a lot, detail by detail. Tratar de competir con el año anterior. So we can compete. Ir mejorando. We, so we can we can compete in quality with the previous year for continuous improvement. Muchas gracias. El café. Para su tiempo y hospitalidad de hoy. Y por favor, continúe haciendo lo que está haciendo. Le dedico al café, le dedico las, las horas del día y parte de las horas de la noche donde me despierto a pensar un rato y analizar qué he hecho y qué hago todos los días. Every day I dedicate lots of hours to coffee in the day and the night. And I wake up at night to think what can I do better next day to do. <risa> Compartimos mucho en común. Gracias.